Hello everybody, my name is Marshall and welcome back to the fourth episode of Doodlecast. I hope you guys are enjoying this so far. If you're binging this, I hope you stop to get some water or whatever you need. And I am just going to jump right into this episode because I'm very excited. This is something that's very different for everyone, but everyone can also have the same struggles. It's finding your own art style and how to make it unique. Now, when I say this, I don't mean you find it and then you stick with one thing. Finding your art style is something that happens all the time, gradually, and even after you found something you're comfortable with, you still continue growing and your art style changes. It's just how it happens. My art from now is not the same as my art from five years ago. Even if I was super, super in love with my style then, I'm super in love with my style now and I know 10 years from now my art style is going to be very different. So finding your art style isn't something that ever necessarily ends, but it definitely starts once you get the basis and once you want to get your personal brand out there. With art styles specifically, how you can tell you started to develop your own is that there is something that stands out and somebody's able to look at your art and be like, yeah, you drew this, obviously. Rather, it's maybe a color palette that you use a lot or the exaggerated shapes you use, anything like that that brings attention that maybe you don't really see in a lot of other art pieces out there. And when I also say art style, I'm not just referring to traditional drawings and paintings. I'm also referring to songs, fashion, any other type of media, because no matter what media you work in, there's always going to be something about what you do that will make you unique and stand out to others. If you do something over and over and over and over again, sure, it may, you know, start getting some follows and everything because it's on with the trends, but eventually it'll die out of interest because it doesn't have anything new that you don't see often. The first thing you should do is find your strengths when you're trying to come up with your art style because if you start out by saying okay well i do this 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 poorly it's not going to put you in the right headspace to start experimenting with different things so try and find what makes you happy with your drawings or with your music or with your sense of style find the things that make you feel the best about what you do for me personally i have always loved the way I've drawn eyes. No matter what style I've done, I always draw humongous eyes. That's my strength. Eyes are my favorite thing to draw, especially because I really like doing eye makeup in my personal life. Like I always wear huge wings to work, winged eyeliner, whole nine yards. That's just my favorite thing. So I always try and put a little more emphasis on the eyes in my artwork as something that stands out. I also feel like my hair and the way that I draw highlights definitely is something that brings your attention and you're like, oh, that's Marshall's drawing. <laughs> because I've always loved over-exaggerated shiny things. I just, in general, my eye goes to shiny things. So in my head, I'm like, well, if I make it look shiny, then everyone will love it. So I just naturally make everything look very bright and almost like plastic in a sense. I don't know why, but that's just something that's appealing to me. And then with the hair, I love making it big and over the top. Again, I'm a cosmetologist in my personal life, so if I had full range over somebody's hair, I would go absolutely insane. If they said literally, I don't care what you do to me at all, I go so insane because you know i'd make it this color and this color and then i'd add cool waves here and this here so i like to take all those ideas that kind of get stuffed up in my brain and put them into my characters as well 
sometimes in cosmetology i am able to do that and i'm able to express my creativity onto my guest which is amazing and even the guests that don't want to do that still fantastic but i love giving my characters over the top crazy hair now not to say that you shouldn't work on your weaknesses and you shouldn't continue on improving them but you shouldn't always have a hyper focus on them just because it'll keep bringing you down and you won't be able to find the positives as much as you will if you just start out by looking at the positives i personally if you can't already tell am a very optimistic person but if you're naturally pessimistic then it may be a challenge for you so if that's hard i would definitely suggest at least trying one thing that you're like okay maybe sort of possibly kinda i guess i kinda a little like the way i drew this finger or something and that's great so capitalize on that capitalize on what you feel like you did great okay on or perfect whatever your version of appreciation for your art is because i know for everyone it's kind of different <laughs> second and you guys will hear me talking about this a lot because personally i feel it is very important but use references and i am going to again start this out by saying do not trace or steal anybody's artwork just don't don't be that person don't be a jerk it's not fun on either side. And I'm not advocating for anybody who has stolen artwork, but it's just so much unnecessary drama that could be resolved if you just used it as a reference instead of tracing right over top of it. Because even if you use something as a reference, you can still tag them and be like, hey, you know, it was based off of this or blah, 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 blah. And you can still come out with a great result, but don't trace other people's artwork and don't try and copy it as your own. That's just douchey. <laughs> But if you do have a specific artist you like and are inspired by, then I would suggest using a reference from them of either a pose or something very specific. Don't necessarily just recreate their artwork, but maybe if you liked the way that they drew the eyes or you like the way that they draw hair, put that next to whatever canvas you're using and then just sight draw. Don't draw over top of it or anything. Just draw what you see and see how it naturally flows onto the paper. And then as you continue that, see like, oh, okay, you know, I didn't really like this part. Maybe I'll exaggerate it or, you know, I want to minimalize this part or change the color palette, little things like that. If you just find those small things of inspiration and can tie them in to that one drawing, then it can be a whole new piece of work that's completely original just from these tiny little things you noticed. Like if you really liked something in real life like the colors on a butterfly and you use that color and you put it into a dress and you like the shape of one dress but you don't really like the fabric so you switch the fabric something like that there the more references the better in my opinion just because if you look at something and you're just trying to copy the whole drawing like that's not original that's not something that you're coming up with that's not something you're inspired by that's you just taking the drawing and redrawing it maybe in your style which is fine tag the artist awesome practice but for finding an art style you need to use lots of different references and you need to pull from different areas of your mind and creativity or else it's just going to look like everything else that's out there but if your artist is heavily referenced off something make sure to tag the artist if you post it or give credit where credit is due it just you avoid so many unnecessary fights and it's just polite you wouldn't want somebody taking a piece of your art and using it and then saying that they created it 
completely on their own or not even giving credit for the original idea. That would just be, again, a douchey move. So I don't recommend tracing, copying, and selling it as your own. Just give the artist credit. Simple as that. Don't be a douche. <laughs> The one thing I do find funny though is that you could definitely tell the artists that have been stolen from and the artists that haven't because personally I've had my art stolen before and it really just, it, it pisses you off. It's so bad. <laughs> but you know, artists who haven't, they're like, oh, well, like I don't really see the big deal in it. You know, they're just inspired by you, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I get that they like my stuff, but at the same token, that's mine. It came from my creativity. It came from my head. And a lot of the times for me personally, each of my drawings has something personal intertwined with me, even if it seems like something that's very trivial. Um, so to see somebody else take that idea from me is like, are you kidding me? You don't even know what that means. <laughs> so if I get a little heated when I talk about art referencing and when I talk about copying versus stealing versus this and that, that is why, because nobody likes to have their art stolen from them. Don't be that guy. I'm gonna say this a thousand times during this podcast. Don't be that guy. <laughs> now, this next part does tie into using references, but we've all had a moment where we've looked at a piece of art and of course we're envious of it. We love it, it's amazing. But at the same token, you're thinking, huh, well, what if they use this color palette? Or what if they made the nose look like this instead of this? Or what if they made it a nighttime scene? So try that out redraw it in a way that you perceive. And again, be sure to give the original artist credit, but doing this can be such good practice. And if some of you are confused by what I'm saying, it's like recent trends where a lot of people are recreating Monster High characters or Winx characters, or I just saw an artist that I love recently, she is recreating her version of the Miraculous Ladybug characters. That kind of practice can be so fun and it can be so important for your art style because you're able to experiment with an already built character and bring your own sense of self into it or your own sense of creativity which I think is the coolest thing because sometimes we see characters and to us they may feel unfinished or you may feel like there's a lack of diversity so if you're able to add your own ideas and inspire even like the company or other people into trying it themselves, that's amazing practice. Not only that, but it also helps you come up with a general type of genre that you work in. So say the Miraculous Ladybug characters, she changed their weapons and changed their personalities and their outfits a pretty good bit. So if somebody else were to do this, they may see like, oh, okay, so this is more of a traditional comic book superhero versus the normal show where it's comic book superhero, but with everyday objects more than just, you know, like a bat, a hammer, bombs, things like that. But with that, you also need to take a good amount of risk, which is the next big thing for making your own art style is taking risk and trying new things, which obviously is very scary for literally anybody. <laughs> because you may love it and you may think it's great, but then immediately once you post it, you just get this trash around at you and people are being like, I hate it, it looks gross, blah, 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 blah. And that can be heartbreaking. But if you don't take those risks, then you're never gonna see yourself improve and you're never gonna feel satisfied in your artwork. Though personally, the way I see it is that I am never satisfied with my artwork. I love it and I think I do a great job. And personally, I'm really proud of myself. 
but I will never be truly satisfied with the end result of all of my drawings just because I feel like there's always room for improvement and there's always some way that I can change something to make something look you know more professional or more sleek or more edgy I don't know I personally will never be satisfied with my art and that's okay because that's something that keeps me continuing art and it keeps me growing as an artist and it keeps my art style growing so I suggest thinking about your art like that if that's not for you and you feel like you've found your place and you feel like hey this is it I'm comfortable with what I'm doing then go you I'm proud of you that's amazing but just for me personally I feel like I will never be satisfied with my art and that is the beauty of finding your art style because I feel like it truly never stops. One technique I really like to do to help improve my art and take risk at the same time is trying out different brushes. And that could be like, when I say brushes, I mean on Procreate, or it could be using different types of media occasionally or a different brand of product than you normally use because you're gonna get a different result with each new thing that you use. You may love it or you may hate it, but either way, you'll be able to critique why you loved or why you hated whatever you used. A fun little trick I like to do is when I'm sketching, sometimes I will just randomly choose a brush. I won't even know what it looks like. I will just write all the names down and put it into a random generator and whichever one comes out, that's what I have to use for the drawing. And it could be something really bad. Like I want to draw this beautiful girl and I get the blood spatter paintbrush. So of course I have to draw somebody with the blood spatter paintbrush. But then while I'm using it, I was also able to find out the different textures that I could make and how I could use it for shading or how I could use it for freckles, little things like that, that just add something special to your artwork because you might have never seen somebody used a blood spatter for a freckle effect and have it pay off. So be that person and use a weird, unusual art tool because if that makes you feel like you're standing out and it makes you feel like your art is the best it can be, then go for it. Now, like I said, this may be very scary to some people who are very sensitive to criticism, but fear not because in about two or three more episodes, I am going to be doing one about criticism and how to handle it, different kinds of criticism, just structured around that because I have heard a lot of people just already from these first couple episodes talk about the way that they have perceived criticism and how hard it is for them. So this is just a little something about my personal experience and this is just going to be something about how I cope with it and how we can all cope with it. Because sometimes people can be really big jerks. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. But the last and personally most satisfying piece of advice I have is about color palettes because I am all about color. I love colors. I love anything to do with color. I am just a big colorful person. <laughs> and obviously, if you look at my art, you notice that I do not skim on the colors. I go all out. <laughs> but that is what personally works for me and what is unique for me. So. Definitely color palette choice can be very important because when you tend to look at somebody's feed, if you notice that they have a consistent color palette, it comes off as very aesthetically pleasing. But at the same token, you do have to be careful with using the same color palette too much because then it comes boring and predictable. So staying within a general color palette range 
and then branching out occasionally and trying different things with that like i said taking risk but those things can go a long way and though color may seem like a last stitch effort when you're trying to think of anatomy and fashion and perspective and different things like that it can be the last thing you want to think about but it's super important because that adds a whole nother layer to your piece and it makes it stand out even if you do black and white if that's your style that's something that's unique to you or if you only work in certain shades of pink that's something that is just eye-pleasing and jaw-dropping if you are able to make a certain color palette or a certain general emotion with the colors you choose come across that can definitely be a staple in your artwork and help benefit your specific art style now personally in my style journey i am constantly looking for new inspiration i'm constantly looking for new things to add into my artwork like i said i feel proud and happy with where i am but i will never be satisfied for example i really love the way that i draw faces but then sometimes when it comes to the body, I feel like my body types can be kind of stiff or I feel like the poses don't look natural enough. So that's something I'm trying to work on or hands. I am not a hands person. That is my weakness. I have never been a hands person. I can't draw hands. I don't like looking at references of hands because then I end up drawing and they look like fat sausages and I don't understand where the connection isn't happening but that is something I'm constantly improving even though some people are like wow your hands are really great and mine kind of look like salad fingers I'm like no 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 <laughs> but even though I've been doing art for so many years now I still have things I'd like to improve on I still have things that I see as weaknesses of mine and that's not necessarily a negative thing it's just something that i feel like i could do better at though i definitely think personally i've come up with a unique style as my staple i don't really think i started coming up with my staple style really until freshman year of high school because before then i was just mainly basing it off of you know how to draw anime books um <laughs> certain animes um i was in the anime club yes i know i'm a weeb i'm sorry but also you're welcome <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily unique it was polished and i would say that i didn't draw too bad but there wasn't anything about it that made it stood out it looked just kind of like a regular 12 year old drawing manga but i remember coming across i don't know what the game was called but of course it was a dating sim <laughs> This guy was doing a let's play of it and it had a western style of cartoons that i really loved i can't think of it right now but it was a school setting and something where like the boy was accidentally sent to an all-girls school so he pretended to be a girl to get into the school and then he met a whole bunch of cute girls and blah 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 you know usual stereotypical weird dating sim things <laughs> but i liked how his style definitely referenced manga and anime but it also reminded me a lot of newer cartoons that I'd saw. For some reason, My Life as a Teenage Robot comes to mind when I think about the fusion of those two styles. I don't know why, but I just adored it. So that's really when I started branching out and mix matching a whole bunch of different stuff that I liked to come up with my own style. So don't beat yourself up if your style doesn't come right away or you still feel like your art looks you know very generalized there is nothing wrong with that and if that's the time you need to improve and you want to get really good at traditional art styles before you go into your own perfectly fine 
I had been drawing for about six years until I really started developing my own art style consciously. Though, of course, I did go through a weird Minecraft phase where I drew people like Minecraft characters kind of in a chibi way, but I made their head circular, but we're not going to talk about that part. <laughs> that was like 2012 Minecraft YouTuber Obsessed Marshall, so we're going to leave that back on the repressed memory side. <laughs> So no matter how long it takes for you to come up with your art style, and if you feel like it's taking too long, don't stress yourself out about it. It is a general process, it's a lengthy process, it's a stressful process, but also it's super fun. So don't worry yourself about making it perfect, just have fun with exploring new ideas and exploring new things. But my rambling aside, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I hope you guys really enjoyed this one. I personally love talking about art styles and I love comparing them. I love contrasting them. I'm working on doing an episode with a friend of mine where we talk about our very contrasting art styles. So again, stay tuned for that. But find me on social media and let me know how you feel like your art style is coming along. And feel free to ask any questions if you're unsure of what risk to take or where you want to go next. I would love to hear from you guys. But with all that out of the way, I am going to close this here. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you guys in the next episode. Doodle on!